7 a.m. Pacific time, and that means it has to be Thursday. It is Thursday, October 6th, and this is your daily financial news. If you like your daily financial news in 12 to 15 minutes, like, subscribe, comment, become part of the One Rental at a Time community. Thank you all for your support. Thank you for your daily views. I appreciate you. Let's get on with the news. First thing we need to talk about, we actually talked about this a little bit yesterday with Anna Kelly. We talked about OPEC's 2 million barrel cut to production. Turns out it's not really 2 million. It's more like 800 or 900. Either way you cut it, less oil is going to be produced. We are at a very critical time in the world usage. So this is going to hurt. I suspect this will make Jerome Powell's job harder. These cuts go into effect in November, right in the heart of winter, and we shall see uh, where this goes. But again, we could see headline inflation go back up, right? We saw it roll over from 9-1. I believe the last print was 8-3. I think we get a print next Tuesday or Wednesday. We will see where we're at. But yes, again, an OPEC cut is not going to help inflation. Next up, we've got CEOs. Increasingly, CEOs are looking out into the future and saying, we may have to have job cuts. It looks like 50% of CEOs, yes, folks, 5-0, of CEOs say they are considering job cuts over the next six months. Folks, on this channel, if you go back and watch, probably six months ago, we were talking about, hey, Stop buying dumb, you know what? Start saving some cash, build up your reserves. Don't be, you know, don't be terrified, but let's make sure you have an emergency fund just in case. If you're in tech and you are on this new product that's not generating revenue, be very careful. Get close to revenue. Again, CEOs looking at an uncertain future and saying, yep, we may have to have job cuts in the next six months. To which I say, that's what the Federal Reserve is trying to do. The Federal Reserve is trying to break uh, the economy, the last poll, which is jobs. It's kind of where they are at. Next, we have our first hint at a possible pause. For the last 45 days or so, every Fed president has been speaking off the same book. We are going higher. We're going faster and we are staying there longer. Well, it turns out Fed Bostic uh, says he wants to see the funds rate at four and a half by the end of the year. And then he is open to pausing. Folks, a lot of the folks have been planning for a Q1 rate hike and then pause. All of this is information that the wall that Wall Street will absorb and again may be the first sign of a pivot. Remember, a pivot could be a cut, a pivot could be a pause, or a pivot could be giving the market less than they expected, a la the Central Bank of Australia giving a quarter when the market expected 50. Wall Street is hungry for some type of pivot. So again, lots of stuff to watch there. 
Looks like Willie won't he, is he, isn't he, Elon Musk, is he going to buy Twitter? Is he going to buy Twitter at the asking price, which I think was fifty-four twenty or something like that? According to Mr. Wonderful, who actually owned Twitter for a while, actually calls Twitter the worst social media company on the planet. He says that Elon Musk is overpaying. I want to hear from you. A simple yes or no. Leave comments below. Let's get the comments going on this video. Is Elon Musk overpaying? Yes or no? Leave your comments below. I would love to hear from you. Off the record, I think he's overpaying by a lot. But hey, when you sign a contract, kind of sign a contract. We'll see what happens. Economy will crumble. Yes, folks, yet another billionaire goes on CNBC and tries to preach fear. He said, the economy will crumble. So I'm like, hey, I don't know who this guy is. Let me look him up. First off, his name is Barry Sternlich. What if I told you good old Barry, a billionaire, no doubt, is actually runs Starward Capital Group? Would it shock you to believe that Starwood Capital Group is a global real estate company? Is it possible that Barry maybe has some variable rate debt? Is it possible Barry has some things going on in his business that the company did not prep for? Could it be that Barry's company is swimming naked and hurt by all these interest rate rises? No idea. But I do think it's interesting that real estate billionaires are getting on complaining, which again, the Fed's coming after housing. It's coming after everything. So it's just, I don't know. It just feels wrong, right? We've got to get inflation down when, when lettuce or eggs cost what they cost and gas, it's, it hurts everyone. And billionaires, you can afford your white omelet or whatever you get in the morning, your breakfast omelet. I thought that was pretty interesting. I don't know about you, but I'm reading more more and more about what happened to the Bank of England, why the Bank of England or the Central Bank of England had to come out and save these pension funds. It turns out they were hours from disaster. I don't know about you, but I'm not left warm and fuzzy about the financial system, about derivatives, all of these things when pension funds could be hours from disaster because they levered up or used derivatives. Again, part of the reason they had to use derivatives or they chose to use derivatives is because rates were low or perhaps negative in Europe. So they used derivatives to compound the return. And now those said derivatives worked against them. Doesn't make me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. That's for sure. Apartment demand. On this channel, we've been talking for, I don't know, four or five months that I believe multifamily is in for lots of pain. Not only rates are higher, cap rates, bridge loans, all of that, but essentially uh, rents, occupancy, debt collection is in trouble. Turns out that a company called RealPage just published Q- Q3 numbers and they're bad. Q3 numbers for apartments usually is a strong quarter. It's where people move out and move in because it incorporates summer. Turns out that 
uh, vacancies went up one full percentage. Turns out that rent went down 0.2%. Again, it usually goes up. And also, interestingly enough, it looks like incomes of leasees is up 13%. So a lot of a lot of data in that. First, incomes. This is to be expected, right? What happened? Rates go to six, rates go to seven. Housing is unaffordable. So high income earners that usually would be home buyers become renters because it's unaffordable. Second, why is vacancy going up and rents coming down? It's because everything is so damn expensive. You are getting more roommate situations. Household formations is going down. I do think there's a lot of multifamily investors that are going to be in trouble. A lot of syndications on bad deals are only going to get worse. So be careful. Saturday deep dive. Good news, folks. Again, for the first time, I am going to do a Saturday deep dive at 9 a.m. And I've invited all of my students. Usually my deep dives are just for my how to get started one rental at a time course members. But because I'm going to be giving my bigger pockets presentation, I've invited everyone. So if you've ever signed up for one of my free, uh, the free course, the paid course, uh, you should have got an invite this morning. I sent it out on Teachable this morning about 10 minutes ago. I've also posted it in our Facebook group about five minutes ago. If you uh, didn't get the invite from Teachable, check your user profile. You may have not checked receive emails. So again, that has been sent out. We, I sent it to about 5,000 people. Uh, so we will see how many show up. 9 a.m. this Saturday. I've already spent about six or seven hours on the presentation. So I will be ready. Other things going on. Uh, Black uh, Black Knight put out some numbers. We've talked about percentages of mortgages under three, under four. We've we've talked about those, but now I have numerical numbers. Fourteen million mortgages, residential mortgages, are below three percent. Twenty-two million mortgages are between three and four percent. Eleven million between four and five, and then four million between five and six. These numbers are important because that is supply destruction supply destruction jobless claims came out this morning uh they this is kind of a good news bad news bad news good news scenario jobless claims this week 219,000 up from last week up from expectations last week was 190,000 expectations were 203 actual 219 again it is one number we do not have a trend yet, but this is the number. Every Thursday for the next four or five months, you and I have to look at because the Fed wants this number to go up. It just is what it is. We've had some earnings come out already. Next week is a big week for earnings, but we had Conagra. They beat top and bottom and reaffirmed guidance. McCormick. Uh, the spice company matched top line, so matched revenue. Miss bottom line said they're having to raise prices to offset costs. Compass, Compass is a real estate company that's having a really hard go of it, as expected. We are in a housing depression. 
They are looking at potentially going private. A company named Vista Equity Partners may be taking them private. And then finally, Constellation Brands beat top line, beat bottom line, and raised guidance. So that's what I got for you today. Again, folks, remember, uh, we got an important number tomorrow. Important number tomorrow, the jobs creation for the month of September. I have my numbers over here. Expectations were 250,000. I am taking the over. Unemployment is expected to be 3.7. I took the over at 3.8. And wage inflation, wage inflation is the number. Expectations 5.1. I chose to be aggressive and say 5.3. So if you want to play along, feel free to guess. We'll be talking about those tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.